Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Morning shot. Good morning. You're listening to Breakfast with Lin Lee and Ryan. Now, over 10,000 first-time homebuyers are set to benefit from increased CPF housing grants announced at last week's Budget 2023. The support measures focus on first-timer families with children and young married couples aged 40 and below who are buying their first home. And it is indeed timely as we are seeing an already red-hot resale market. Ironically, though, analysts say the increased grants could raise HB resale prices. So how exactly will the higher housing grants affect the property landscape in the next two quarters? And what should first-time homebuyers be looking out for? Let's check in with Mr. Ku Sui Yong, Director of International Property Advisor, Private Limited. Good morning, Mr. Ku. Good morning. Good to have you with us on the show. Now, help us put things into perspective. We're talking about increases as a result of the revised CPF housing grant. Then we have the proximity housing grant. So all up, Deputy PM and Finance Minister Lawrence Wong said eligible families can receive up to almost 200,000 in grants, 190,000 in grants when buying a resale flat. I'm curious to get your view on this, and I'm sure those families are too. Will this have an impact on the resale market? Short answer is yes, most likely. Um, the additional grant is an extra $30,000 uh, paid through CPF mm-hmm. to subsidize your home. That's an uh, additional savings of between 3 to 5% if we consider that a resale four-room flat mm-hmm. is between mm-hmm. the prices of six hundred to 900000 mm-hmm. Um as a rule of thumb, we always estimate that uh, every year there are about twenty to twenty-five thousand resale transactions. Um, eligible first-timers would make up a fraction of that, mm-hmm. but eligible first-timer uh, with the fourteen thousand household income cap doesn't mean that all of them would actually be able to afford buying in mm. the resale market. I may be an eligible first-timer. Me and my spouse, our income could be just. 6,000 combined, we wouldn't jump into the resale market. So eligible doesn't mean that people would take it up. However, there are also um, new uh, Singaporean Mm -hmm. uh, citizen families Mm -hmm. who generally, because they are probably high-skilled, high-value workers, they have converted from PR to citizenship and they might be the ones who uh, can actually tap onto this scheme and skip the BTO queue and mm. jump straight into the resale market. So I think, I mean, this is just only uh, a week since uh, the budget mm. has been announced. So let's take a look to see whether sellers mm-hmm. are putting up their prices by ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 and mm. whether buyers are jumping in to take the bite. We're already looking at $1.5 million for that Queenstown flat there, right? So You can ask for, yes, you can ask for it, but you may not get it. So how might this uh, affect the, the overall property market in the short and long term? In the short term, I think uh, sellers would definitely hold tight. Sellers of resale flats mm-hmm. would uh, likely hold tight to their asking prices. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guessing that one or two might even try to uh, be tempted to push up prices by a small notch, say ten mm-hmm. or 20000 mm-hmm. But then uh, let's not forget that BTO prices are actually packed 
to the resale price index. Mm. So perhaps in a year's time, we might see the issue of um, the affordability of BTOs and resale flats being widely discussed again. I mean, there was just a, a massive uh, two days of discussions in mm. Parliament two weeks ago. Yeah. Next year this time, because BTO flat prices could be notched up, uh, pushed up a little bit by this resale price index moving up, then the BTO buyers would again starting to get nervous. At the same time, we also need to ask whether when prices start to move up again, mm-hmm. would taxpayers be called upon to continue to give out more grants? Mm. So, in, in the longer term, I think um, young families should consider slightly longer than longer term. 30 years from today, um, would their retirement adequacy be affected? Because today you have decided to pay a little bit higher for a resale flat mm. instead of continuing in the BTO queue, Mm -hmm. you would then be using more of your CPF and your other resources to pay for that flat. Um, By the time you reach 55 and 65, when you're planning your retirement, you might realize then looking back that you have actually used up quite a lot of your funds Mm -hmm. and not having saved enough for your retirement years. And the other point is about the aging demographics. Mm-hmm. We have got a very large cohort of baby boomers, which mm-hmm. from the year 2030 onwards will start to be passing on. Mm-hmm. And then there'll be this wave of uh, asset transfers from the people who pass on to their children. And a lot of these would be slightly older HDB flats of mm. 30 or 40 years age. And this would also be depreciating due to the 99 years lease mm. uh, that is remaining. So we've got a set of very complex factors affecting us now. Mm. Um, young families better do their sums properly, get a trustworthy agent to help yeah. with the calculation. Okay, so so coming back to the BTO market uh, versus resale flats, you're saying that, you know, there's, there's a long queue for the BTO flats and then, you know, if you go for the higher price resale flats, we may, may not be able to save enough. So what's your advice to, to home buyers and, and the young ones, young families uh, in particular? Um, prudence, of course, and uh, calculations, um, get the financial advisor involved to uh, help with the calculations. Um, the way to actually solve the problem of affordability, whether it's affordability in uh, education or healthcare, mm-hmm. is the way to solve it actually is not to give uh, consumers more grants. The way to solve it is to reduce the cost of the service providers or the product providers, right? Mm. Because by giving more grants and the grants are only to a select eligible group, what happens to the other group that are in the market but they are not eligible? Mm. They would end up having to pay for higher prices and so then it becomes a very negative sort of a spiral Mm. and in the end, we probably might have to see GST being raised and taxpayers having to come up with even more grants for the next group of people who need to afford this set of goods. Yeah, we're looking at higher mortgage rates as well, right? Yes, correct. So there are already hesitations from prospective buyers, the younger families, when they see the higher mortgage rates due to um, higher interest costs, they are maybe holding back. But of course, in the HDB resale market, (coughs) maybe some of them would still be opting for the HDB loans and by 
by taking a HDB loan, it is still fixed at 0.1% above the CPFOA rates. Mm-hmm. And so that's at 2.6% instead of in the private home markets, uh, interest rates for housing loans are now above 3%. Mm. But um, there is a downside risk that in, in case uh, CPFOA rates gets increased, then um, HDB home loan rates would also go up. So please mm. factor that into your calculations for the next 25 years of your budget. Okay, let's talk about higher value residential and non-residential properties. The government is also going to introduce a higher marginal buyer stamp duty. So to what extent do you think will this impact developers and home sales in this tier? Yeah, this this point is uh, clearly related to mm-hmm. the national budget. The, mm-hmm. the additional, uh, the, the increase in the normal buyer stamp duty would add to the coffers. Mm-hmm. Um, developers have already been cautious since the last year because of higher inflation on the cost of material, by labor force, and then a higher cost of borrowings. So th- this explains why quite many, in fact, more than half of the on-blocks were not really mm-hmm. successful. So, um, developers already budgeted for higher GST in 2023, mm-hmm. as well as um, higher property taxes on their other investment property portfolio. So, on top of all these now, developers have to factor in the, this unexpected increase in the buyer's stamp duty. And on top of that, they also have to consider that when they buy a piece of land or bought an on block, um, when they redevelop it, mm-hmm. would the buyers of their strata title apartments have the budget to stretch to mm. include that 2% extra stamp duty? So um, the result could be that developers would again go and uh, size down their apartment sizes such that buyers could be attracted to come in to buy where prices are at $1.5 million and lower. So you might see further shrinking in home sizes where the design criteria are acceptable. All right, thank you very much, Mr. Koo. Mr. Koo Su-Yong, Director of International Property Advisor, Private Limited. Very good to get your views on what's happening in the property market. Thank you. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.